everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 243. Larry here. And Anthony here. And what's going on? Uh, you know, living life. and We are. And, and liking it, I guess. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm loving it. Yeah, it depends. From no. 8 to 4.30 weekdays, I'm not so crazy about it, but any other time, I'm good to go. So. Yeah, you know, I'm usually good on like Saturdays from like three to four. <laughs> There's a I good hour. A, I get an hour a week where I'm like, you know what? Everything's pretty great. And it's like, but outside of that, I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, that's why we enjoy yeah. the past. We I refuse know. to accept the future. No. Even though I will say this though, last night was very, just real quick. I went to my buddy's house last night. A bunch mm-hmm. of us got together um, Friday 13th. So we ended up watching They Live. Um, which I haven't seen in Friday forever. the third. So wait, Friday the thirteenth, and you watch They Live instead. Oh yeah, of Friday because thirteenth. Well, yeah, because because They Live is a little more campier than okay. than Friday the. Because I a I completely forgot how that movie ended, so I was like, mm. "What is going on?" But in any event, I'm mm. like, they're like, "All right, who has the movie?" Because we watch. Really, the reason was we get together to watch kind of these bad movies because like mm-hmm. They Live is fun, but it took some time to get yes. for people to love it. So I'm like, I own it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I come over and they're like, you got the movie? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I go to set up. My friend gives me the DVD remote. I'm like, no, no, I got it right here. Got it right here. And they're like, what are you doing? And they're all older than me. Like, actually, so yeah. much older than me. I'm like, I'm going to stream it. They're like, it's not going to work. I'm like, watch. I take over my friend's TV. You know, I sync it. And I start playing it. I'm like, nothing's going to go wrong. And then like 10 minutes in, the feed the feed cut out i'm like is there a target somewhere that we can go to <laughs> but then i got it working again and it survived the rest of the movie and we were good okay so but uh, uh your they, faith they, in streaming i'm telling well it, it it's good trust me it, it worked out well <laughs> but that's the only thing that's new because old i got a lot of stuff to talk about that's old that i kind of refound out about well well, and then, yeah, so yeah, last night for Friday the 13th, a friend of mine came over. We watched a horror movie that was not Friday the 13th. Oh, well, it's yelling at but, me for. Well, wait, hold on. But then I made up for it afterwards because we played Friday the 13th. Ah, there you go. So. All right. So, so I got my, J- I got my, I got some Jason in last night. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Actually, it was funny. Like the, the movies are on sale and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy these. But like, there's no Jason X. I don't want it. <laughs> Because he's got to go to space. Yeah, well, of course he has to go to space. <laughs> oh, do I have my... No, he's away. My Jason um, pop vinyl, oh, but it's from the NES. Yeah, and speaking of, speaking of Friday the 13th, since we're on it, my friend had told me about like a couple of fan films on YouTube that you can watch. Um, okay. One of, the, one of them is called... like His friend made the first one. It's called like Never Hike Alone. Ooh. It's, a, it's a Friday the 13th fan film. It's like it's 54 minutes long. Wow. So like they went like they went really all in. And apparently like the guy like got some notoriety off of making the film. So he's working on something else right now. That's usually how it works. And then a new one that just came out called Jason Rising, um, <laughs> which uh, is also about an hour long. So. Wow. Yeah, you know, like the fan films, because I've seen a couple like video game fan films. Mm-hmm. And like, look, I'm not a filmmaker, obviously, but like if you're going to do it and put it out for free. I get the reason for doing it to get that notoriety. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you take the time, but I feel like half hour, maybe 40 minutes tops to put in my time to try to get, but yeah, like there's a Mega Man fan film that's out there. That's like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. That's a good hour, maybe an hour and 15. And it's wow. really good actually. Yeah. See, it's fun. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you know, I never went down the road of fan, you know, mm-hmm. fan films, but uh, yeah, I mean, I may start looking some up, especially video game ones. You know, you know what? We don't, we don't really get a lot of video game movies. I'll be honest with you. As far as fan films, though, we should definitely look into it maybe for a future episode because yeah. Mega, the Mega Man film. Mega, um, Man the, Mega Man the movie is a 90 minute film. An hour and a half. OK. And it's I watched the whole thing. It was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you got to Obviously, you got to take it for what it's worth. It's a fan film. So it's not, you know, graphically, it's not going to blow your mind, but still great. Um, and then there was that uh, that short horror movie with Animal Crossing. Yes, that was great. And I think they're turning into an actual movie. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard they may have picked that up for a movie. Yeah. That was great. It was really well done. And then I saw, and then again, we'll get the links later. We'll do it in a future episode. I watched, and it was a short, it was maybe 20 minutes, uh, a Metroid fan film 
that know. again, like the, the here, the CGI looked better than almost anything I've seen in the Suicide Squad. So oh, cool. like, yeah, so it's really cool. That's not saying much. <laughs> I kind of like the Suicide Squad. Um, but uh, so this is really cool. And there's other ones out there. So definitely, uh, you know what? For a future episode, folks, drop some links to mm-hmm. us for some great video game fan fa- fan made films and uh we'll definitely check them out we'll maybe like like a mini um uh what festival i don't know we'll have a mini we'll have a mini film festival there you go something like that there you go so, very cool but let's get into games this week so uh we were away last week uh we had some obligations of course to take care of so of course thoughts and prayers there um but with that off time um <laughs> boy oh, yeah, I, uh, I, someone, I, I, someone, someone went shopping. Didn't I they? found a new love, and um, you know what? I think it's time to just kind of maybe get right into it right now. So, I've been meaning to pick this up for a while, and mm-hmm. I just didn't because I'm like, eh, it is what it is. And then I was at Game On, and they had the system out on a demo, and I started, which I've they've done before, and I played it, and I'm like, stuff. And then there was a couple of games just by chance he had out, Tristan had out for demo that I completely forgot about. And I'm like, I need to get this, but how am I going to get it to hook up to a modern television? Then I remembered, oh, the Retron 77, because I'm uh, talking about the Atari 2600. Uh-huh. So I'm going way back. So um, question. Yes. Don't you have the Atari VCS? I have an Atari VCS, though, that does not take physical media. Right. And here's, I thought about that. So here's my thought process. Yes, Atari VCS, which I do love, even though I think it's going to be more for people to use it as a secondary PC, because there's an entire PC mode on it Mm -hmm. to use it for stuff. But there are uh, two Atari VCS vaults with tons of games in them. And there are a lot of the first party games, Asteroids, Millipede, you know, Missile Command, such a crappy game. And, um, so that command is awesome. You are stupid. So that's fine. That's all good to go. But there's a ton of 2600 games that are not available wow. on the VCS. And enough where between this system from Hyperkin, which I'm sure everyone's like, Hyperkin, ah, I'm like, no, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and with some of the other games that aren't on the Atari VCS, I think it's worth it because, for example, and this is just really more out of my love of the series. You know, you got to have one of the worst Pac-Man games ever made. Oh, yes. I, I think I have two copies. <laughs> and this is not on the VCS. So. And rightfully you know, so. Correct. And I, oh, I forgot to bring it over. And I have, over the years, I've bought some Atari games. Mm-hmm. You know, just more for the like, oh, I remember this. I love it. Let me buy it. And I have uh, what's called Pac-Man 4K which is a newer homebrew version of this for the Atari. Why? Why? It cleans it up a little bit, but not a lot, but enough. Cleans it up enough. So we got this, and then I'm like, all right, well, then I got to get Ms. Pac-Man. Of course. Well, Ms. Pac-Man. Which, very great upgrade compared to the regular Pac-Man. Yes, but still ugly. True. Uh, And then I'm like, well, let's just get the entire family. So then I got Pac-Man of Junior Pac-Man. And I barely, I barely remember playing Junior Pac-Man. Junior pac and do not get it confused with Baby Pac-Man. No, Baby Pac-Man is completely different. Baby Pac-Man is the hybrid game uh, uh, pinball yep. machine. Yep. Junior Pac-Man, which I remember in the in the arcade, the level being double the width. In this version, it's double the height. Uh, so, okay. and a couple, a couple of little things like um, when the power. Um, normally be the cherry and the fruit and everything in this game it's candy when it moves around if it hits one of the dots it actually doubles the points of the dots so you kind of want to let it go around for a little while Mm. which is cool but then if it hits a power pedal i think it destroys a power pellet cool so um so yeah so basically i picked up the family very nice uh, nice. because these are not going to be on the vcs and then now i'm in yeah so now i'm starting to make a list of like what's not going to be on the vcs and I picked up Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, I like Grand Prix. I think great game. I might have that too. Great game. I got, and, you know, I gotta look through my collection while you're doing this. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And then I kind of realized because I bought some Atari games, not realize forgetting at the time that the Atari seventy six hundred games, mm-hmm. the cartridges are very much kind of like the twenty six hundred cartridges, right? Like like when they went to the fifty two, they're like, all right, let's make them bigger to make it different. And then when it went to seventy six, they're like, yeah, let's put it back. Yeah. So, well, and and the thing again for physical media, if you're getting games like licensed games. Are going to be the ones you got to grab like uh the star wars games i'm just looking through my exactly the star wars games um probably mario brothers on i have which i have and actually i don't mind that gameplay uh Mar- and weird. Then, of course donkey kong donkey uh there was another one on my li- oh uh raiders of the lost ark Indiana which Jones i was on the i have that i have that signed by karen allen that's right. <laughs> so, oh boy. Um, but this system is pretty cool. Just to go through it real quick. So you have yep. your buttons here on the front. You have um, obviously the reset button, the mode button, save and load. Um, it is obviously running on emulation, so you can actually save games and load them. Um, there are couple... those games took too so long to finish. <laughs> I think it's more for like homebrew games and stuff like that. Yeah, on off obviously. Um, I don't remember what the skill button is. I got to look that up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes original hardware. And then there's some stuff on the back, actually. So you have a 16-9 um, by 4-3 ratio change. Okay. You can change it from color to black and white, which I think is kind of cool. But then there's this button right here. Fraud. What? My it's microphone's falling apart. What we're <laughs> so as trying Anthony to, trying to fix things here. Quickly, uh, some uh, thing. Uh, there's a fry button. So base, and I haven't tried this yet, but basically you hit that button when the game is in, and it quote unquote fries the cartridges to force it to glitch because sometimes when the game glitches, it almost kind of opens something else up. Yep. So it has a dedicated. That, okay, that's thing. kind of awesome. <laughs> Um, the only so, console in the world that has a fry button. Basically. And what's cool about this is because, you know, Atari games, you know, you kind of play them for a few seconds and put them down. Right. So what's cool is you can switch the carts out without turning off the system. Mm-hmm. Actually, to be fair, I think you got to turn the system on, then put the cart in. That's how it works. So oh, that's interesting. I do recommend this. Oh, emulation Amazon. does that. Yes. Yeah. So I do recommend that. It comes with a traditional hyperkin version of the arcade stick which i have over there but for those of you who even have an original atari 2600 Mm -hmm. i highly highly recommend picking up hyperkin's ranger controller oh that's kind of cool so yeah i have it out so what's awesome about this controller what are we getting hyperkin to sponsor us well (laughs) this is how it works um, so, you know, it, it changes the joystick, that traditional Atari joystick to, well, this, mm-hmm. but it's awesome. At the same time, it does have the paddle for the paddle. Oh uh, yeah. Look at that. Yep. And you can switch this because of the way the back is designed. Mm-hmm. So you can actually switch the control if you need to. So whichever makes it more comfortable for you. Oh uh, yeah. So if you're one of those lefties. like lefty righty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like me, yes, I'm a lefty, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is already traditional. So, um, so highly recommend that. And I, I just, because the Atari games are so cheap, I can't even imagine what's going to happen. Like I want to get my hands on Spider-Man. Um, probably my favorite Atari 2600 game of all time is Keystone Capers. Oh yeah. Keystone Capers was good. And when I say to try and find a copy, they're readily available, but to find a nice copy like mm-hmm. these, I don't want to pick up one the way, like, you know, the yeah. things ripped off or whatever. Yeah, I want to pick up a nice looking copy. No, so. no, I understand that. That like, I, is, I, I have a few in. I have a few like unopened, like sealed. Like, I picked up Joust, I think. Seal. Oh wow. Yeah, I got a couple of games, and then I have a couple in box too. I think I have one other in box game. I can't remember for Atari. I gotta go back and check. Probably something I already bought. Yeah. So, but well, uh, uh, yeah, sealed, sealed games are the way to go. Apparently, no, please. A lot now. So let me get. We want to talk about that in a second. But uh, so that's that's my new love. Is Atari 2600. All right, good. Well, I'm I'm happy you're finally coming around to a system from the late 70s or 80s. <laughs> Just nice to be able to find stuff. Yes. Um, yes, nice. we have a new record holder for some godforsaken reason. Um, and, and you know, this this record is being broken basically weekly at this point. Yeah, weekly. Like I, I really like I can't imagine 
what's going to sell for more at this point. But again, like this is all due to the fact that collectors have a bunch of money and nothing to do with it. Sorry, <laughs> that's real. I'm just going to call it right out there. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you can spend this much. No, no, no. I understand that. I go, but this, I think we're getting to a little bit of the, uh, we're getting to a level of absurdity. And I, I'll give you a perfect comparison before we talk about, yeah. Um, before we talk about this, uh, this game that just sold is I think like there's a, a copy of action comics, number one or whatever. The very first Superman, or was it 39, whatever it was mm-hmm. first, first appearance of Superman. Um, so I think like, Sold somewhere between one and a half and three million dollars. Now, but this is a comic from the 30s, the 1930s. Yeah. So we're talking about an like 80, 90-year-old comic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're gonna fast forward to about you know about this new record for a Super Mario Brothers game, which came out in the mid-80s. <laughs> so it's only it's less than 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it was sealed and there was some type of special thing about it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the thing with Super Mario Brothers, the, the big the big appeal about it is because it came with the console most of the time after like the first, I think the first run was, was the first run Gyromite? Yeah, because it came with Rob. It was like a Gyromite run and then you got the Super Mario Brothers run. And then you got other runs after that. Mm-hmm. I was like, but, you know, because it came with the game, very few people bought the game in store separately. So there weren't a lot of copies made for sale on their own, which is what the appeal is for Super Mario Brothers. But now it's like, now it gets into like the nitty gritty of like, this one was the first production run and it was like, it could have been in the first 500 and the little cardboard tab that you hang it from is still intact and all this stuff. Like they they literally get into the nitty gritty. The janitor might've knocked it over with a mop. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So this sealed copy, sealed and graded copy of Super Mario Brothers. What was the grade? Do you know the grade? 9.6, 9.6, I think. Okay, yeah, I was thinking 9.7, so okay. I think it was like a 9.6, and I'll look it up really quickly. But, but And we're going to talk about it, but there's also something weird with it as well. But continue on. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, so this copy of Super Mario Brothers, it was a 9.8. Oh, okay. 9.8 sold for $2 million at auction. Wow. Uh, Think about about what you can do with $2 million and know that somebody purchased one video game that they will never open and play. $2 million. You know, a friend of mine last night, uh, we we were talking about um, guitars and there's a guitar on sale for like, he saw for like 40, no, for like, yeah, Mm $45,000. And there's no shipping, not free shipping. There's no shipping. And the guy puts in the description, if you can afford to pay $40,000 for a guitar, you can afford to fly out here and pick it up. <laughs> uh, two mil. I mean, two mil. let's see. So in the last, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Keep talking because I'm trying to look up the, because this was the other interesting thing about it too, because it brings how? in how it's sold. Yes. Yeah. How it's sold. So recently there have been these websites that have popped up where if you can't afford to buy an expensive item, whatever it is, you know, a special rookie card you've always wanted or a video game or a video game or a comic book. Like I said, like mm-hmm. the first Superman, first Batman, first Avengers, whatever. You can go to a website now. And the one, the one that this, the one that we're going to talk about specifically is called rally. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to invest a certain number of shares into owning that game so, i am pretty sure i got an email about this saying hey do you want in on mm-hmm. this and i'm not even joking yeah uh this specific one i feel like i did i okay. feel like i did yeah i've gotten i've i've done a little bit of research into these you know when we talked about nfts yeah like a few months ago i started looking into all these things and i came across this whole in you know invest a portion mm-hmm. and i'm like wow i go instead of buying stock, like shares of stock now, you're buying shares into physical product. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened was on Rally, there was this 9.8 unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers. So you were able to buy shares into this game. And so um, when, it, when it sold for $2 million, the people who owned the game, which were a, not just one person, but a massive. That's people. the thing. Yeah, it's a, a lot massive, of people who own this. Right. A lot of people own this because they bought shares into it. They had to mutually agree to sell the game. Now, granted, 
I don't know what the original price was on Rally for the mm-hmm. game. So in other words, like they have to give it a value. So if they had the oh. game, at a, it, so if they had like, so no, it's like, it's like a stock market thing where it's like, currently we have a thousand shares for this video game, right? So each share is worth $10 if you buy in now, which means that the game at that moment is worth $10,000. And then you watch as the value appreciates your your shares go up. That's how it works. It works like the stock market. So if this game was worth like $100,000 and they were offering 100,000 shares at a dollar each. Yeah. And then, so let's say it was that and I bought 10 shares. Okay, I spent $10, I have 10 shares. Now the game was worth $100,000. It sold for $2 million. That's two, what is that? 20 times what it was worth. So now my shares, my $10 is worth $200. My head hurts math. from that math. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, okay, so, all right. So I, I think I had this little bit backwards, which makes, and I get that part of it that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone bought into the shares and then bought the game for $2 million. What you're saying is the people who bought into the shares sold the game for $2 million. Yes. Okay, I thought it was so the other way around. Yeah. Because in other words, because no. when, when I originally read this, mm-hmm. I thought the shares bought the game for $2 million. And yeah. then they're like, if we sell the game, then we split the profits. And I'm like, how in the hell are you going to get more than $2 million? But now I see where you're coming from. And I really wish I did this. <laughs> exactly. So like, so like, if you go to the rally website, um, you know, you can literally just start looking for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be something as simple as like, um, you know, a sports card. You want to, you know, you want that Michael Jordan rookie card? You can buy shares into it. You and want that away to Mark McGuire rookie card. Exactly. <laughs> if you want, if you want that Charizard Pokemon card that's going for like two hundred thousand dollars, you can buy shares into it. That's exactly what it is. So what happened with the Super Mario Brothers game is an anonymous collector went on Rally mm-hmm. um, and decided they wanted to purchase this unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers for two million dollars. Mm-hmm. The end. And wow, then all, that... the, all the sellers are like, sure. Yeah, no, that totally went the other way I thought, which makes it yeah. even more interesting now. Okay. Yeah. See, what I'm there really curious, I'm really curious about what the um, buy-in was. What the buy-in, like, yeah, what they had it set at on as in mm-hmm. terms of value. Uh, I, I obviously mean, don't know. But I'm, on, good. I was just saying, are you on the site like now? Yeah, I'm looking at the site right now, but but it won't it won't tell you right now, like rally. Well, I'm saying, is there other stuff that's on there? Well, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Explore Kurt. coming soon a 1776 broadside of the declaration of independence what so if you want if you want to buy a share of the uh declaration of independence you can (laughs) i was at a uh this is a perfect example like i can't i can't explore the oh here we go okay here is a 9.8 1985 nes super mario brothers game at the moment okay Oh, here we go. Okay. The the current marketing cap for it is one hundred fifty thousand dollars. The shares are going for fifty bucks a piece. An initial offer. We're on rallyrd.com. R a l l y r d dot com. It's just interesting to go through. Um, initial yeah. offering date August of last year. Uh, what is this? Well, I wonder if I wonder is this the copy? Oh, here we go. Okay, if you click on details, so here it puts it into perspective. Price per share fifty dollars. Number of shares three thousand dollars. Uh, three thousand. Um, market cap one hundred fifty thousand. Uh, oh, then they give a breakdown of it. Oh, wow! They even give like the box variant. Like this mm-hmm. one has the hang tab, the NESGP code. Um, yep, it's one, it's one of fourteen with the hang tab variant that are currently in existence that are sealed. The seal rating is an A plus. So basically, this value is based off of that copy that went for like one hundred fourteen thousand. I wonder if this is the copy that it we might, just haven't updated it yet. It, it could be because, like, apparently you can only use like download the Rally app, or you can use. Oh, okay, you can use Rally on the web. It's worth looking into if, like, you want to collect stuff. And the other thing too is also for people. Well, here's the other thing too. If you're if you're not a stock market person, you don't really understand like how stock market works and everything. That, that, this is just kind of another way to do it, but you're doing it with like a physical copy of something. 
as, as opposed to investing in a business. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting way of, you know, investing money if you wanted to invest money. Uh, copy of uh, 1963 X-Men issue number one, mm-hmm. $20 per share, 12,000 shares. Market cap, $240,000. Wow, is it going for that much now? First issue, first appearance of X-Men. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but the whole thing is like, you know. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, this it's, is going to be dangerous. Uh, yeah, I'm worried for you now. <laughs> it's like, I sold my car, but that's okay. I've got 20 shares of the Metroid. Ho- they got the <laughs> Honus, well, yeah, honestly, they got a Honus Wagner available. They got cars? You yep. can even do a 55 port. Oh my God. All right, I'm going to deep dive yeah. into the- into this later but uh very, uh, very i just i just found a new way for larry to go broke oh here we go this is a bit game related a 1976 apple one computer signed by wozniak there you go 25 dollars a share but really but here's the thing see now i'm thinking about this here's the thing though like all right fine say you're that guy who's who bought the nes game for two million dollars mm-hmm. at least you physically get it like you said and this is really just strictly which is nothing wrong with it, investment and make money, which is perfectly fine. But to me, I would want this 1976 Apple One computer signed by Wozniak. Well, that's that's the thing. You have to separate. Yeah. You have to separate it in your brain as like, instead of a collector, you're an investor. Which which is understandable. So Mm -hmm. it's very interesting, though. So, uh, all right. So we'll definitely um, be on the lookout, check out some more of that. Cool. Uh, oh, the 79 tops Wayne Gretzky rookie card. There you go. <laughs> All righty. So um, very, very interesting. I am going to now pin that and save this. To oh, my boy. <laughs> We're going to every week. It's instead of it, instead of what did Larry buy a game on this time? It will be what did Larry invested on rally? It's just very interesting. A Triceratops skull. <laughs> what maniac keeps a skull of a dinosaur in their office? I don't know. I saw. Uh, a- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, I saw a Megal- Megalodon jaws I- are up there. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff right. up there. So very, very interesting. Check it out again. Rally RD, R-A-L-L-Y-R-D.com. Re- if for no other reason, just to see what's available. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's so. very interesting, actually. Yes. But let's very, move on. Cool. Uh, all right. So we um, let's do, you know what? Let's talk about this for a minute. Um, this is more just of an experience that I had. And, and you definitely you have some time when this episode drops. It's not going to be available anymore until it's released. But and if you have a moment, download it on the PS4. Uh, I'm talking oh. about the open public beta for Back for Blood. Yes. Heard about this. So if you're unaware of this game, basically it's from the uh, the company, from the same team that made Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 on the Xbox 360. And for me and Anthony personally, those two games was one of the very first games that we played, not just with us, with all of our friends online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you had just moved to LA, I think when the game came out. So it was Right. Yeah. Around. Yeah. It was around the time that I had moved to L.A. So it was kind of a way for me to keep in touch with you guys. Absolutely. And it was kind of new to all of us. Online gameplay. Um, Basically, you get four people left for dead and left for dead Two. It plays out like a movie Four acts. You get from start to finish and you're going through zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would get on randomly, not even the same four people. Like I got me and three of our friends. We play PUBG, but it's the same four of us. With Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, it was just like, who's free? <laughs> so let's all log on. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the most epic one was when eight of us were on, all in the same party chat, yeah. playing two games at the same time, but we can hear everybody. It was yes. chaos and that very was awesome. fun. That was awesome. Um, so during the, I want to say, last year's uh, Game Awards in December of 2020, Mm-hmm. they announced back for blood and i'm sitting there like oh my god left for dead three then i'm like oh what's back for blood it's essentially left for dead three it's left for dead three yes uh cross platform mm-hmm. all right because i've already played with people on the pc um and Ant, again downloaded this weekend we'll try and get a game going That'd um, be good. And, uh, and i figured out how we can do it and not have like strangers come into the game because and i've excellent. already teamed up with a couple of st- People, very cool, nothing wrong, but like, I'm like, all right, sorry, we're about to ruin your game, pal. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. 
Um, but well, not it, only that, no offense, I don't like getting paired up with like eight year olds. Well, luckily, these weren't eight year olds, they were adults, okay. luckily. Um, Most of my multiplayer games, like eight year olds are playing. And oh, like, no, oh, agreed. And getting yeah, yelled at, and them yelling at like, you know, your mother and everything. Like, what? I don't even know this. Or trying to act like adults and using every, like, every other word as a curse word. <laughs> like adults do. Like adults do. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, that's all we do. All we do parents, is use every other curse word. Their parents yeah. are probably sitting next to them. <laughs> so, um, so I started playing, I did the early beta. I got into the early beta a week ago um and i played it and i'm telling you Aunt, i mean it just that nostalgia just washes right over you mm. it plays like left for dead just in much higher resolution and nice. in 4k um it's also it, first person right it is first person which i know you're not into but you got through it on left for dead so that was one of the only games that i kind of managed yeah to make it work so it is first person uh as the or game I, goes or i just ignored the headaches you probably did yeah. i probably yeah. did i go my head is pounding <laughs> but this game is awesome <laughs> <laughs> um as the game goes on you just get covered in more and more blood as the game goes on it's crazy cool. um the the there's a little more to it though because now there's a card system Okay. Which I know some of our buddies are a little antsy about, um, which I was as well. But as you play, you can see how it, they just give you attributes and everything like that. So it kind of adds up and it's just something to learn. It's a learning curve. Okay. But, um, and it's a beta. So obviously there's going to be some glitches and everything, which is fine. I don't complain about that. Um, And you asked, because I was telling you about this before we started recording and you asked, because it's cross platform, how does the party chat work? And there is in-game chat. So like Xbox has a separate party chat, but Mm -hmm. then you can have Mm in-game chat. The issue I was finding is right now with Back for Blood, you can only do in-game chat. Sometimes isn't the most reliable chat. Um, I don't know if that's a beta thing and be fixed later, but we'll see what happens. Okay. But uh, bottom line, definitely that feel is there of just, all right, this game's good. This game's good. Oh, my God, the horde is coming. <laughs> That's what I remember. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm I'm going on record saying it's so good. Just go straight to when it comes out. Just buy it. Just buy it. I, I think it's going to be worth it. And uh, no, I'll take your word on it for this one for sure. Um, I've watched some gameplay. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell I know this is more with us, but I'll tell you. And if anyone else is listening, they'll probably find it funny. Um, when I saw our friend, uh, Jonathan, um, we were talking and before I, I, cause we were leaving for the evening that night, um, Frank, you know, we were talking about back for blood and Frank's like, whatever you do, don't tell Jonathan, don't tell Jonathan the game's coming out because our friend, Jonathan, who is a great guy, but man, was he a saboteur in a game that does not involve sabotage. <laughs> yes. Well, no, he wasn't, it wasn't that he was a saboteur. He was just, uh. He was the lone wolf of the party. He was where, a jerk. Yes, we'll put it that way. Um, he didn't exactly look out for everybody else. It was more about his own survival. And and we were sacrificed many times. <laughs> he set up a couple of traps. He set up a couple of traps for us. Yes. And we love him. So so we get ready to leave. And Frank's like, just don't tell Jonathan. Don't tell him. I'm like, okay. So we say goodbye to him. I'm like, oh, by the way, Jonathan, Back for Blood's coming out. It's just like Left for Dead. He's like, oh, excellent. And Frank's like, damn it, why'd you do <laughs> That's so, part of the whole fun, though. It is, it is. Come on. So we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get everyone in on it. And um, of course, but for Xbox, PS4, and Steam. So nice. uh, it's coming out in October. Excellent. And uh, again, by the time we're done, by the time this episode airs, the betas are going to be closed. But hey, if you get a chance, definitely download it. I and, will give it um, my best shot. We'll try maybe either tonight or tomorrow because really kind of yes. the only days to do I it. I got to put some dead by daylight time aside. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> for it. What? <laughs> um, let's see if we can get into. You got any news or anything? Uh, see if anything new because it has been a couple of weeks since we've been uh, been here. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a while. Um, and I do have some news. Uh, well, not well. Looking at my email is not news. That was the wrong thing I pressed on. <laughs> wrong news. Wrong news. Only got a only got a handful of things. Um, so we'll just jump right in. Uh, one, uh, you know, a little bit of a sad news bite here. That why is it blurry? Oh, there we go. Um, that the uh, news came out that the voice of Mario from the early '90s cartoons oh, okay. passed away. Not Charles Martinet. Okay. He's still alive and well. Um, but originally in the um, in the cartoons in the early 90s, it was 
it, it was specifically Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, Walker Boone provided the voice for Mario. There's a name for you, Walker, Walker Boone. It was, a, it was a stage name that was not his real name. Huh. Um, so uh, unfortunately, he passed away in January of this year, but his death just kind of got noticed. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, he was uh, 76. Oh, wow. Um, there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're running out of Mario voices, unfortunately, because, you know, there was him, uh, Bob Hoskins, who played Mario in the movie. Mm-hmm. There was Captain Lou Albano, who was Mario in the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. And that's the one I remember. You know, when, when I saw this article, like in my head, I can, like Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World. I remember watching those, but just in my head, I, all I can hear is Captain Lou because he played Mario, obviously, in the live action Super Mario Bros. Super Show, but also in those cartoons yeah. that were attached to it. So I never really, re- I honestly thought he played Mario in those other two iterations. Yeah, no. I kind of want to go back and yeah. listen to it now. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to hear the difference. And so now we have, you know, obviously the iconic Charles Martinet, who does the video game ones. But we're about to get a new voice for Mario in the um, Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out. Yes, and I know that's going to be an uproar. You know, the internet... Nobody's going to be happy. Nobody's going to be happy. (laughs) The internet helps Sonic... But with this, I don't think I don't think the 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 studios are going to be listening. No, so. I think I, th- I think the minute people hear the voice and they know it's not Charles Martinet, it's going to outrage. Yeah, out there. But but here's the thing, and this is me. This is you know me lived in Los okay. Angeles, okay. worked in the worked in the been working in the entertainment industry for a long I time. I normally defer to you in these situations. Okay. Imagine hearing the the video game Mario voice for 90 minutes straight see here's the problem i want to but that's me yeah. now also at the same time mario with, okay the, put it yeah. this way too with the accent with the accent saying regular sentences because remember when we hear mario in the game it's uh, it's one two three words you maybe beat he doesn't me to it he doesn't speak in full sentences. You took and, my you took my idea and, the, and <laughs> but no but the, and there's a reason no you're because, right if you heard him speaking a full conversation, trust me, I don't think you'd want to hear his voice again. No, no, you're right. I literally was going to say that. You know, we only had little snippets, so it would be weird to hear him completely full mm-hmm. out. Um, but again, I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me. But I get that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, for that part. And look, Charles Martinet, he himself is an icon to us as gamers. Oh yeah. But to the mass audience. I get it. like Sonic. Everyone knows Sonic Even, right. just by looking at Sonic. People can see Sonic on a billboard who never played a Sonic game. Yep. They don't know what he sounds like, but he also spoke right. full sentences. So I get Correct. that part. I he, just was a, he was a, he was a smart ass. Exactly. I just hope, and I don't know. I just hope he has some sort of cameo, a voice cameo, Charles Martin. Uh, I hope I, 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 feel fairly confident that that would happen. I hope so, yes. I mean, um, we'll see. Let's talk about this real quick, just on a Super Mario. And this dropped, and I don't know if he was supposed to say anything. Uh, just a little more insight into the movie. Um, comedian Sebastian... About? Why wouldn't I say anything? So, no, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'm not sure. So um, the... Oh, no, 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 not you. I meant the, the guy I'm about to talk about. Oh, okay. Don't confuse me. I, I'm, you're confusing me. I'd have to edit. Uh, the comedian Sebastian, Ma- I can never pronounce his last name, Mats Kilanso, Matt, Matt Sebastian, you know, the, the Italian guy who's always talking and always talking Maniscalco? like this. Uh, yes, that guy. Very funny. Very funny. Um, he dropped just randomly on a podcast that they're like, oh, what are you doing later today? He's like, oh, I got to record for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm playing Spike. And hmm. the internet blew up. Because <laughs> now they're trying to figure out who is Spike. Because there's been a couple different spikes in the Super Mario Brothers lore. Oh, that's a very good point. Uh, but the leading theory is that he's playing Spike from Wrecking Crew, which Spike uh, was Mario's boss. That's a poll. That is a big poll. That is a deep poll. It would be an awesome poll if it's true. Yeah. So obviously it's not confirmed, so we don't know. Right. And then tomorrow we find out that he was fired. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, 
And uh, so we'll see, yeah, we'll, we'll see about yeah. that. I just want to go back real quick to, um, to uh, Walker Boone. I just want to give him some shout out here with his credit. Um, yeah. Some of you Star Trek nerds might know him as a uh, Leland T. Lynch from don't Star say, Trek, the next generation. Don't, don't say that with disdain. <laughs> well, there's a certain character on the next generation that I despise. Yes. I, I know <laughs> Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> um <laughs> He was also in War of the Worlds, Highlander, The Raven, and Due South. So, um, yeah, definitely a good, good career. And, um, you know, good for him uh, that he was able to do all that. Another fun fact I'm reading here, I didn't realize this, Peter Cullen was actually I, I the, just first, noticed that. Yep. the first voice of Mario in the 83 Saturday Supercade cartoon. There you go. And uh, one fine, I don't know if it was part of the list maybe that you're talking about. It's just a short thing to mention. Talk about like Sebastian uh, Mantisalako. Mantisalako. Um, saying that he's playing Spike. We found out who's playing Knuckles in Sonic 2. I was just about, well, that was my next bit of okay, news. Thank you cool. very much. So yes, uh, and a big and big news at that too, because it was announced that Idris Elba Yes. We'll be playing Knuckles in the Sonic sequel. Very cool. So, and literally, it was just a picture of the glove. I think he just said knock, knock, and that was it. So, that's but perfect. it was from Idris Elba's uh, yeah. Twitter or whatever. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Did they have they announced who's voicing Tails? Not yet, because here's the thing the voice of Tails in that end credit scene in the first movie, mm-hmm. I think, was the voice from the cartoon. It but been. at the time when they made it, I don't know if they knew they were going to do a sequel. So they're like, maybe they were like, you know what, let's just kind of throw this in for the fans. Yeah. Um, as if we didn't have something that we can maybe look up to see who might be playing. Yeah. What would you do if you were going to look, look it up? up? The race is on. Let's see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't think they ever thought. Probably um, not that the movie was going to be that big of a hit and it was a big enough hit to call it, you know, call it what it was. Absolutely. Um, so let's see, we had, oh yeah, James I don't James think, no, I don't did see they, anybody did they, yet. Did they credit Tails in the first movie? Is the question. I'm sure they would have. Did he, I don't, I don't even remember what he said. He was just like, you know, I'm here, you know, time to oh, find no. Sonic. Uh, Tails, Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Who I think does the cartoon. Interesting. Uh, I'm looking at her credits right now. Uh, she, hmm, Doc McStuffins. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Holy cow. She's, yeah, Sonic Boom. Um, Sonic Boom. Sonic yeah, so she she's the voice of Tails in the cartoon. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to bring her back, uh, but we'll see. We'll knowing see. that no knowing them they'll probably cast a bigger name they don't or oh or they don't want the backlash again like you know what we screwed this up the first time yeah. let's just let's just try this again well, i remember everybody everybody complained about uh, everybody was concerned about uh, jim carrey in general is you know dr robotnik and stuff and that all worked out true very true because right. old, old jim carrey showed up we'll see about that um, uh all right yeah. what else we got uh what else we got here so we have a uh, Castlevania, as we all know, great series, great franchise and everything like that. Um, it was recently announced that they released a, they're calling it a near legendary Castlevania beta, Ooh. Um, which is uh, an early version of Castlevania Bloodlines mm-hmm. um, was released online for people to play. There is a beta ROM. It's been released to the public. Um, and it basically is giving fans a look at the game when it was in uh, beta form and there's stuff in the game that you actually, that did not make it into the game. Really? You can actually see a version of the game that is a little bit different, including a famous airship level. Airship? Yep. And the airship level was originally shown in previews at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wound up, you know, when you bought the game, you obviously never ran into That's it. That's interesting. So, yeah. So you can look up the beta version. It was beta version point, oh, uh, 0.5. Okay. Uh, not to get into Kingdom Hearts territory. Here. <laughs> um, yeah. So this, yeah. So it has uh, a few stages that are different. Several areas that didn't make it into the game, such as the Zeppelin and Molten Steel areas in stage four. Oh, man. 
So if you are a Castlevania fan or a Castlevania Bloodlines fan, you can go online, download the 0.5 beta mm -hmm. and check out what's different in the Castlevania Bloodlines game. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. All righty. Yeah. So definitely worth seeing. Absolutely. Uh, moving on. Um, we have a third-party accessory that was released for the Switch. Oh, interesting. That is basically like a Game Shark, if you know what a Game Shark is. It's basically like a Game Shark without saying there's a Game Shark inside of it. Exactly. So it's a Game Shark. So it allows you to basically cheat on your games. Um, so it essentially hacks your games. So you basically, play. yeah. Um, and it's a USB. It's just a USB stick that you plug into the, the side of the Switch. Mm -hmm. um, you can put it in the, uh, you know, you just put it right into the uh, right into the dock. The dock. Put it right into the dock. Um, and you can cheat through. Uh, well, right now you can cheat through a hand handful of titles, but it includes Pokemon Sword and Shield, Super Mario Odyssey, Legends of the Breath of the Wild. Um, so if you like to Ooh. cheat during your games and unlock certain things or do weird things during a game, pick yourself up a switch up. It is called. <laughs> um, it also will double as a Bluetooth dongle, so you can use other types of controllers. There you go. But this is interesting. I don't know if you read this part of the um, the the article. You know, I the, don't read all the way through. The Switch Up also includes cheats for Fortnite. Oh, allowing yeah. quote. This is from Game Rant. A, a quote allowing players to have dramatically increased aim assist as well as other program movements that make them harder to hit. Oh, uh, guess what's going to be pulled? <laughs> well, that's going to be fun for all you Fortnite players. Oh, man, if Fortnite, I mean, if, you, if you're caught cheating, man, they basically almost come to your house. Well, every Switch player is about to get that. So <laughs> Every Switch player buys a Switch up. So there's a Switch Very up. Very interesting. Okay, right. I got two more pieces of news. In that yeah, app. bring it. All right. <laughs> Um, I sent this to you earlier this week and I thought it was kind of interesting. Grand Theft Auto 5. Everybody loves Grand Theft Auto 5. I even loved Grand Theft Auto 5 for a little while until I once again got tired of listening to eight-year-olds cursing <laughs> and, and using words that no human being should use. Quidjibo. <laughs> if, if they say Quidjibo, it'd actually be. No, impressed. no. What was the one from Family Guy? Kleeman. The new, the new, the new curse word, Kleeman. Kleeman. <laughs> Go to Kleeman, Kleeman. Oh, All man. right. So Grand Theft Auto, okay. Mm -hmm. Grand, you know, great franchise. Obviously, um, Grand Theft Auto Five has been around for like what a thousand years now, um, uh, and it's still making bank. They're never making a six. Yeah, they're making six. However, what what Rockstar did announce is that they may be this mm -hmm. is a rumor but i mean usually like it wouldn't get this far along if there wasn't some truth to it um that they're going to be remastering three of their classic grand theft auto games that and the three sense. yes and the three that we are talking about are grand theft auto 3 which basically started it all with the 3d version oh absolutely oh my god i never stopped playing that went, went from the top down of grand theft auto 2 where the car was like this big to yeah. the 3d <laughs> world it was like holy cow yep uh, grand theft auto 3 grand theft auto vice city mm -hmm. and grand theft auto san andreas supposedly are going to be remastered using the using unreal engine and it'll be a mix of new and old graphics interesting yeah so Grand Theft okay. Auto 3 was the first game that taught me that I could have sex with a hooker and then kill her and take my money back. <laughs> Which, look, oldest profession and the oldest way to get your money back. So, uh, but go. yeah, no, GTA 3 basically got me through my freshman year of college, I think. There you so, go. Um, it definitely got me through something. I don't remember what. <laughs> Vice City, I love, though. That whole 80s vibe of Vice City. Well, what's funny is I never wound up moving on to Vice City. I played really? three. Yeah, I basically exhausted myself playing three, and then I just kind of let it be until five. I literally skipped. I went, Did you even play San Andreas? No, skipped them all. Wow, San Andreas with the hot coffee uh, mini game. Yeah, you know what it was, wow. though? Here's the thing. I loved Grand Theft Auto 3, but I felt like at the time, I felt like it was such a time suck because like you didn't really have to play through a story mode. I, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I finished story mode or nothing. I just kind of drove around and caused chaos. That's and basically after, what you do. Yeah. Right. And then after a while, I was kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done with it. Now, GTA five 
totally different because it's like you're playing in the game with other people and there's like there's a whole world city going on um i hope i still have my apartment um but uh, but the whole idea safe yeah so no i'm talking about five oh um because i stopped playing five like months ago but um but yeah but like in five it's like you play with other people and then of course everybody acts like a jerk it's like oh we're just gonna go around killing everybody it's like eh. you know it's interesting these three games were originally going to be a Mm pack-in because you want to talk about gta 6 rockstar is focusing on next gen ports of gta 5 yep so (laughs) coming to the xbox series x and the ps5 so yeah forget about six why bother with it but they were originally going to put these three games possibly with gta 5 on next gen so you almost would have gotten them for free yeah exactly so next yeah and that's what's funny because now gta 5 has been on how many how many generations of console are we on the third did it start on three ps3 i have or four? gta 4 on the ps3 okay. i don't think i have it on i don't think i have it on five that's i mean i don't think i have gta 4 wait what what am i talking about yeah no, G, yeah. no G, gta 5 came out I? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> i got lost those numbers confused me wait a minute i'm Calm trying down. to no, GT- no, no, I'm right. GTA 5 came out in 2013 on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. So it, okay. it is now like it's on its third generation of console, wow. which is unheard of. <laughs> um, really unheard of. They broke, don't fix it. Well, I mean, I think Elder Scrolls Skyrim is doing the same thing. So. Basically. Basically. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so possibly some upgrades on GTA. If you're a big GTA fan, keep an eye out on the news with that. Uh, last bit of news Before, I want to share. If we may, because I'm sorry, only because I want to close with this. I know what you're going to talk about. I want to close with that news. Um, okay. Why I just go over a little bit. I do want to show, I have a couple other things that I purchased. Oh, I just want to show off real quick. Yes. Um, but the news is bigger news. Um, first of all, I remember I told you a couple weeks ago, I didn't even know this game was available on the PS2. Gradius 3 and 4. Yes. Like on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it was a Japanese exclusive or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was an American release. So, uh, Gradius uh, Five, phenomenal. So I got that. Pretty Very cool. nice. Um, I got now. This is a reproduction, so this isn't the original. I think the original goes for a lot of money. But this is an awesome uh, shoot 'em up. It's a game on the NES called Over Horizon. Ooh! It only came out in Japan and Germany. Nice. In 1991. And this game, if you can find like a ROM or, or a repro of it, because I think the original is way too much money, um, pick it up. What's cool about this for you shoot 'em up fans is the, the very small detail, but it changes the gameplay. But I forgot which button is which. Button A shoots forward, button B shoots backwards. Oh, uh, that's really And cool. that is such a game changer. It's ridiculous. Very cool. This is what I've been focused on the last couple of days. Nice. Uh, also, um, <laughs> I, I picked up a Wii Play, the Wii, <laughs> mostly because we were at Game On and we were playing this, Tanks, which is uh, almost like combat on the Atari. Okay. So that was really cool. That was just kind of a, a not too bad. Oh, uh, uh, that, you know what? You just reminded me. Are you, uh, do you have more shopping? One more. Just one more. Okay. I saw this game and I'm like, I got to get it. You know, you get one of these, sometimes you get a game that you like, I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it could be, but just the way it looks. And when I saw the game on, I'm like, I need to buy it as is. Scary dino game. This game was traded in as is with the front NES label torn off and a child not knowing the title of the game. The name of the game. Wrote, and this is the game. It is a scary dino game no no, would no. You be- like, the would title you of the game? game no 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 no. the game is a scary dino okay. game. uh scary dino game scary dino game uh adventure island no but a lot of people guess that caveman games uh nope but i'll give you one more guess uh what are the dinosaur games hint jurassic hint? park i was gonna say very on the nose so whatever child didn't know how to spell jurassic park Thought it was a scary dino game. Nice. And I'm like, I got to buy this as is. So I very, very nice. Very, very funny. And that's basically what happened to me the last couple of days until we're done recording. And then I'm going back out to yeah. some more Atari games. Yeah. 
Um, all right. I was going to say something about the we play game, but I'll hold that since we're, <laughs> going, over. we're going over. Um, last bit of news to share. Yes. We have, we have the announcement of another mini console. Yes. Um, and if you can, as you can see behind me, the, I have quite the collection of mini consoles over there. Better make, better make room. Uh, I, I don't have room. Yeah, you do. Um, I think you have right on the side. No, no, I don't have any room. Something, something on the shelves is going to have to go away. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, you have uh, four on each side. Yeah, you uh, can't have five and four. Uh, Walker Boone. Oh, Walker there you go. Look at that. Oh right man. There. Boo. Is that? Uh, I love Base. the collection. I also yeah, have Super Mario cool. World too, uh, as well. Awesome. Um, next mini console to come out is going to be the Amiga Five Hundred Mini Console. Yes. The so, I don't remember anything about the Amiga. Um, I don't know anyone who had an Amiga originally. Uh, I may have known one person with an Amiga, but I don't know if it was the 500. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyway, the Amiga 500 will be released in early 2022 and will cost $139.99, which is quite pricey for a uh, mini console. U.S. dollars, yes. Uh, U.S. dollars, yep. Um, Creator Retro Games Limited announced on Tuesday. Uh, You can pre-order it now in the U.K., Um, Mm The Retro Console will include 25 classic Amiga games built in, including Worms, the Chaos Engine, Another World, and Simon the Sorcerer. It's great games, actually. Yep. So the Amiga 500 came out originally in 1987. It was released by Commodore. Um, I guess that was their follow-up to the 64 and 128. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a popular machine. Uh, was was the best-selling Amiga computer overall. Okay. Um, so the Amiga 500 mini, which is the, in the shape of a keyboard. Yes. Uh, much like the Commodore 64. Much mini. like the Commodore 64 mini. Uh, it will come with an Amiga style two button mouse. Now the old, <laughs> the old mice for computers, like, especially back then were kind of rectangular. Yeah. They, they, were, were very, they didn't have like a round edge to it. So. They were not ergodynamic. No, they were definitely not. Ner- you, you want carpal tunnel? You get one of these. <laughs> Get one of these. Oh my gosh! All right, so um, so again, it's going to emulate to the Amiga 500. Uh, It's also going to come with an Amiga CD32 controller, so you get a controller, which is very Uh, cool. Yep. So uh, only 12 of the 25 games have been announced. Uh, They are Alien Breed 3D, Another World, ATR All Terrain Racing, Battle Chess, which sounds cool to me. Cadaver, which sounds weird. <laughs> Kickoff 2, soccer maybe. maybe. Uh, Pinball Dreams, Simon the Sorcerer, Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe. Oh, boy. The Chaos Engine, Worms the Director's Cut, mm-hmm. and Zool. Not Ghostbusters Zool, Z-O-O-L Zool. <laughs> there is no um, Dana. Yeah. But otherwise, like, it looks really cool. Um, I have to say, like, I'm kind of excited about it. I yeah, this one's really cool. Yeah, I want to see what the other 13 games are going to be on it because 25 games for 140 bucks. Yeah, Here's we'll the thing. You can, and it allows to do this via USB, you can add your own games, yep. you can update the firmware, connect yep. your own devices. Um, and it says actually here the uh, from their website, the Amiga 500 Mini is compatible with hundreds of classic Amiga games and demos. Uh, using WHD load for simplicity. So you will be able to download other Amiga games to play on here. So that I think Mm -hmm. justifies the price, to be honest with you. Absolutely. So So I think, um, yeah, so really, really cool news. Amiga 500 coming out early next year. So uh, around my birthday, actually. Uh, I know what you're buying. Shocking. Well, you were going to buy it anyway. Probably. So uh, very cool. And you know, it's funny, you know, a lot of my friends, not a lot, but a few of my friends, who aren't heavy into gaming, but they remember mm-hmm. like the Amiga back in the day. Yeah. A couple of like, this is actually really cool. Like they t- as much as they were psyched about the NES mini. Yeah. Like they're kind of psyched about this. So I'm like, all right, there we go. So there's a, there's a future uh, of it. And um, we, as more information comes out, we'll let you know. We'll keep uh, updated. I, yeah. And uh, we'll see maybe the return of the Amiga. Yay. All righty. And with that, I think we will start to wrap it up. I would Bring love to do that into port uh, and let everyone know where can they, can they find, where can they English, find English, please. I'm having trouble uh, today. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, do you want me to talk slower? <laughs> you can find us at facebook.com Retro Gamers Podcast. You can I'll find, let you go. <laughs> you can, that's fine. You can find us on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Twitter at Retro Gamers Pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can watch us on YouTube and IGTV. And if you feel like contacting us, you can always message us on Facebook if you want, um, or you can email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Yes. And if anyone's local, uh, in a, I'm not, we're not setting up or anything. I'm just going to try and go. But if, hey, if you see me, say hi. Uh, in a couple of weeks, actually the last weekend in August, uh, they have the, uh, the Long Island Tropic Con over here at the Sunrise Mall in Massapequa. Um, so I'm going to try and hit that up, just kind of visit it, see what's going mm -hmm. on. And uh, hopefully if they remember, I got to send out a reminder. Uh, we might also be uh, at the uh, grand opening here in Levittown of, of a um, new arcade diner, if you will. Um, Arcadia called uh, out here in Levittown. So uh, more information nice. as well. Again, if you're local in the area. so Very, very cool. All right. So with that, and as always, it's a pleasure. Uh, pleasure was all yours, of course. Of course, how dare you. And with that, folks, we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast. Bye.